Hey there, this is Lewis Johnson taking my love of sports into the world of esports. So I'm breaking down what's happening in the esports industry, talking with great guests, influencers, and tracking their personal and professional journeys to see how all of that has influenced where they are now. And in the end, I hope you're inspired. And so with that, welcome to All In With Esports. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of All In With Esports. You know, I like to say that here at MAP Esports Network, we are always all in. And of course, we want to want you to check out all of our sites, esportsfutureye.com, of course, on Twitter. I get some reactions from some of you guys there from uh, some of the episodes and love that interaction. You all always like, like click a little heart or something like that to, to let you know that I saw it. Of course, on Facebook, you can reach us there and see what's happening. And I got to tell you, we are in such an exciting time here at MAP Esports Network. And I want to just remind all of you about some numbers. Look, I come from this sports television background, right? And you, you always see a lot of graphics and numbers and all this kind of stuff. And I don't ever want people to get lost in numbers. I want you to get lost in the stories, the people, humanity. That's what I love about all this. But I just have to remind you about this one number here. The video game industry is a $159 billion industry, all right? Did I hit the B hard enough? B for billion, that's right. $159 billion industry. So we're super excited about this platform as a media and content company. We're paying close attention to what the esports and gaming community wants, and of course, providing some areas that will really be a surprise to you and hopefully to them, and there'll be more to come on all of that. And as with anything, and with of course of my experience over you know 25 years in television and all the different things I've done, it just takes great people to pull together a great product. You've got to have great people. And you also have to have the right people to authentically address the community. I learned early on as I was getting around this esports world, and I'm still wrapping my head around so many things, that you can't fake the funk with this group, all right? The BS meter is always alive. And if you try to pull something that's, uh, that's just not right with the community, they're going to let you know. I think I learned that as I covered many other sports other than track and field, because when I got around basketball, football, when I got around uh, winter sports, I, I understood quickly that you had to gain the respect of the athletes and coaches you're covering. So you got to spend time around them, get to know them, go to practice, learn the lingo, and then understand what your guardrails are, what you know and what you don't know. And don't try to get cute. Don't try to get outside what you know or what have you, because you'll be exposed immediately. And I don't ever want that to happen. And I think it's the way you also show respect to the community of people that you're covering. And I think that same mentality has not just worked for me in television, but it also works for me right here in esports as we uh, continue to move forward with all these great podcasts and all the content that we're creating. So the right people, right? So in this episode, uh, I'm going to introduce you to someone who is new to our team, and we are just beyond excited to have her here. Parents of esports and gaming kids, and kids who love to play, but say you're too busy for this or that, this podcast is for all of you. Listen in. We here are at a network have found somebody who I think is busier than anyone I've ever met. I mean that, and I mean on a global basis. Did I mention she's in school and uh, a passion beyond belief for what she's doing? She's the CEO of Bear Claw Esports, president of a game on a company, which is in Korea. She's a student 
and lives in Germany on a military base. We want to thank her father's service to our nation, of course. And I almost forgot, this young lady is only 17 years old. That's right. And I'm talking about Harley Parks. Harley, how are you? I'm doing great, sir. Thank you for having me here today. I'm good. I'm good. You hear that? She called me, sir. That tells you right there that there's a little bit of an age gap here between us two, but that's all right. <laughs> I appreciate the respect. So now, if I'm correct, at the time we're talking here, it's just after 9 p.m. there in Germany. Is that right? Yes, sir. 9.07. Okay, 9.07 p.m. So how many meetings have you been in so far today before this podcast? <sighs> well, it's <laughs> a good question. Actually, um, I want to say over five. I do know over five. but Five? Okay. I, I've been swamped all day. All day. Okay. All yeah. right. And, and if, if I heard you correctly, um, you said that you might be up all night because you've got business to do where? Yes, sir. Well, I have I have things to do. People in, in Korea will be waking up in, in the next two hours. And I have people in California that are my, my graphics designers who are like, yeah, we got to run some things by you. And <laughs> we have an announcement coming up later tonight, you know, of a, of a new player and in a, in a new game. So there's a lot that we have to, to curate and uh, be ready for. That's awesome. Now, we've got to give a big hand clap to uh, my colleague, uh, Chantel Boucher, who found you. So, and you guys make sure you check out Chantel's podcast. I'll be listing that at the end of this uh, this uh, show. But Chantel found you and and we're going to keep this episode a bit shorter because you've had a long day and it sounds like you're going to have a long night with more work. So we're going to respect that. So I'm just curious about a couple of things as we introduce you to this audience and you become a part of our team. When did this gaming and esports experience move past playing into a business? When, when did that happen and how did the transition happen? Well, see, I've been following esports actually since 2014. I really got into the esports scene. I actually started playing Call of Duty in 2013. I got the Xbox One, right? It was right when the Xbox One came out. You know, I had a Wii before then. I wasn't one of the Xbox 360 gamers, which was kind of sad. But, you know, I've, I've been reading up on some books, some of the history of esports. You know, I saw things that started happening, you know, in 1972 in Stanford, right, mm -hmm. when the first, like, official esports event, you know, started. And then, you know, after a little, a little bit of years, you know, started in the 2000s, Intel decided to, you know, release Intel Masters and a couple other games like CSGO came out and they tried to do some things around there and it absolutely flopped until like 2005 when SK Gaming came around and uh, really signed their first ever contracted player in history. That was the first ever contracted player in esports. You know, a little a little while after, a couple years later, you know, MLG became a thing. But I really think the shift that turned esports into a business, I think that really happened around 2014, 2015. That's when you saw a lot of major investments coming in. A lot of outside brands, endemic and non-endemic brands coming in, you know. So I think, you know, around 2014, around 2015, time frame is, is really when it started to shift to become a business. Wow. And you recognize that and started to move. I was uh, cheating just a little bit. I was listening to a bit of your uh, chat with Sia and Aaron. They are our podcast partners and uh, on their show, Afterglow. And if you haven't seen that, you know, check out Afterglow on LinkedIn. They have a great podcast there where they talk to people and they were chatting with with Harley a little bit earlier today. And uh, tell my audience what you told them, what you saw when the pandemic started and the hunch you had to go really all in with more esports business and activities. W what was it that you saw? And then why did you just like go full tilt? Yeah. So around 2019, I saw, you know, the, the pandemic, it wasn't really a pandemic then it was, you know, there was an outbreak. Right. So I was like, you know, this could spread really, really fast. And looking at what happened, you know, with Ebola and, you know, the H1N1 virus when I was even really young, I was like, okay, 
this is this is going to get big, you know, not many people are worried about it. And then, you know, the first five cases came to America in like January of 2020. And I'm like, this is going to start. This is going to start. And I had the hunch. I was like, yeah, I think I should. It's, I feel that schools are going to close down. I feel this is going to happen. In February, I decided I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pull the plug. I'm going to go for it and uh, full send into into esports. You know, I, I was a player beforehand and I was like, I've always wanted to run my own organization. I've always wanted to get more into the space. I think I can push the barrier into a professional level if I'm on the management end. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let's go to the management end, started my organization. Had a lot of people doubt me. And and at, I was like, you know what? Who cares if they doubt me? I'm going to, I'm going to get far. I'm going to do this. I was, I was like, you know what? Face, pff, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about them. I'm going to go further. <laughs> right. So I kept pushing and the schools closed down in March and, you know, I've started focusing more on esports, you know, even, even more so than school. And it was, it was really bad that I put school off towards the end of my junior, junior, junior year. Ah, and I'm starting to feel the repercussions here in my senior year. I'm actually having to graduate late because okay. of uh, a lot of the work that I've put into it and no sleep that I've had as well. But, but no, you know, I had the hunch. I went full send, you know, I even told my, my, my teachers, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to focus more on this. And they're like, you really need to focus on school. I was like, I know, but I'll graduate. Doesn't mean it's going to be on time, but I will graduate. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, it's so funny listening to you. Now you're 17, right? I'm going to keep reminding everybody of that. And I did an earlier podcast or uh, discussion with Robel Ephraim. He, uh, he is the CEO of Challenger Mode in, in, in mm -hmm. Sweden, Stockholm. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've heard it yet or not, but he talked about being in college where he was studying business and something else and political science. And he actually started his first business while he was in school. And he said the same thing, his grades were suffering or what have you, but he's like, I'm here because I want to you know, create a career, but I'm actually, I actually have something going. He mm -hmm. sold that business just before he graduated. And then he started challenger mode afterwards. So sometimes people who have an understanding or a feeling that maybe everybody doesn't have, or they can't explain, you know, you have to just go with it as you see it. And so it, it, even though somebody might say in high school, you should be focusing on your grades, you know, you're, yeah. you, you're on another track. You'll get your high school degree. I hope your parents are listening to this because I'm encouraging you to do what you're doing. <laughs> but, you know, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You know, it's, it's, it's just a different track in a different way because you're wired differently for what you're doing. And so you're the CEO of a Bear Claw. What is that? So Bearclaw Esports is the esports organization that I started. We actually cover a wide range of, of games all over the, the globe. We have two PUBG teams, one being an all-female PUBG team, the other being all-male. What's a PUBG team? PUBG is Players Unknown Battlegrounds, and it's, uh, it's a game that is actually widely popular. It's more popular on mobile than it is on P uh, PC. Gotcha. So we, we focus on the mobile sector actually out of Brazil, and they're both top eight regional PMCO, you know, place place placeholders so they're they're pretty good teams there we sadly had to you know have a fallout with our, our our old valorant team that was out of korea it was you know pretty big and got us a lot of numbers but you know we cover Fortnite, we cover call of duty we call uh, cover PUBG, we cover fifa we cover super smash bros ultimate you know so even with the little capital that we have we're still covering a lot of games and, and doing a lot of things and you know signing some pretty big deals that are to come that's awesome. So on a day-to-day -day basis, where else in the world are you working? Maybe just kind of give us a snapshot of, you know, some of these calls you're making and what you're organizing in terms of tournaments or or putting teams together. You know, what what are you doing day-to-day -to, -day to help not just Bear Claw Esports, but other organizations that you're in charge of as well? Yeah. So on a day-to-day -day basis, 
When it comes to Bear Claw, I usually work with my my marketing team. I give them a, this is on every week, I give them a weekly outline, right? And I'll be like, hey, this is what we need done. These are our signings that are coming up. You know, please have these done on X, Y day, right? And then they'll correlate with the social media managers and, and the graphic designers. And that'll usually happen. So that usually happens on Mondays. So that way I get, you know, everything ready for the week and, you know, a little bit into the weekend. And then I'll get into my my weekly all company meetings on Thursdays. You know, I work with my partnerships director, my marketing advisor. They're on call throughout the week. Those are just back and forth calls that I could have at any time. You know, throughout the day, I get questions, you know, constantly. You know, I could be in a meeting and I, I'll be answering questions. I set aside about two hours for ASEAN Youth Organization each day just to work on some of their foundational stuff since they're still building up. But ASEAN Youth Organization is the Game On initiative that I'm working with. So AYO has actually been around since 2011, but they're starting the Game On Esports initiative, right? So that's why I come in and I run the Korean side of, of operations there. So I usually spend, like I said, two hours foundation, you know, really helping them get some of the whatever they need together and start, you know, organizing my side of things. You know, where where is my building going to be? Start talking to realtors, whatever it may be. You know, I'll set aside two hours for that. I'll set, I'll set aside another hour for WHR Esports, which is an esports organization I consult with for the Philippines, right? They're the Philippines. Really, yeah, the Philippines. And they're a big PUBG, uh, PUBG organization. So I assist them there, whether it be with event planning, coordination, you know, how to reach out, get sponsorships and partnerships, how to get investment rounds. You know, I'll really help them on, on that on that uh, side of things. And especially even, even marketing, I'll help them with as well. And then I also set another hour aside for Medusa gaming, which is actually out of Malaysia and I'm their (laughs) esports manager. So I have to actually set up their whole esports foundation because they're more of a streaming and content organization that wants to get more so into um, the competitive side. Right. And then of course, during all this, I'm still getting calls from my guys at Bear Claw, like, Hey, we need an updated graphic for this or Hey, someone, you know, is, is having beef with another player or, <laughs> hey, someone doesn't like this person today or we can't get in this event. Manager doesn't like us. Help us. Right. So I'll get that. And then, you know, I have esports future eye meetings that I'll be in. And then a couple other hours I could be meeting with. And we're actually meeting right now. We just closed the deal with Bottissimo, which is a software streaming service that does like overlays and, and a bunch of the really anything that happens in a stream, they're like a glorified stream labs, right? So we actually just closed the deal with them. So I'll be closing deals with big companies. There's there's one big company that I actually cannot state right now, but they made my laptop and I'll say that. Wow. Uh, that I'm closing a deal with. And uh, that's absolutely awesome. You know, closing deals with arcades out in Florida, you know? So constantly closing deals, learning from my mentors, my advisors, um, working with Esports Future Eye, working with WHR, working with AYO, working with Medusa, and then, you know, constantly getting calls from, from the Bear Claw side, just really pushing forward what, what we want to do for, for our week and then our month. And, and then when I get free time, I'm reading, you know, I, I either read or spend a little bit of time with my friends because, you know, I'm still growing up. I still want to enjoy a little bit of my childhood, even though I like to rush and, and you say, I want to be an adult now, but sometimes I have to to put the put the brakes, you know, I'd be like, you know, I should enjoy a little bit of my childhood. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's kind of a day to day. 
That's unbelievable. And I mean, you know, we've met you on Zoom calls a couple of times for our meetings for Esports Future Eye when you were first introduced. I know you were on a meeting late last night with us. I mean, how much sleep are you getting a night or are you getting any? We're looking at, you know, we're, we're looking at four to five hours a day. With all that stuff, you still get four to five hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, amazingly. Okay. Some, sometimes I don't get any sleep at all. Sometimes four <laughs> to five hours. And then if it's on the weekends, I'm like, I don't care what's going on. I'm blocking it out. It's a mental health weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, weekends are, are more so where I just relax, you know, take take a break, maybe work on a couple papers and, and, and you know, charts. If someone is like, hey, can you do this? this timeline for us. Okay. I'll do that on the weekend. You know, it's, it's my downtime. Or like I said, I'll, I'll read a couple books and you know, I have, I have a, a Harvard business review book that I'm reading right now. And then of course I'm looking at esports as business management. Mm. I'm finishing up that book, but yeah. So a lot of educational, you know, growth, self growth, business management books that I really like to get into. I'll even watch, you know, college lectures on YouTube when I'm bored. I'm like, you know what, why not? And wow. start notes. So unbelievable. And Harley, I'm a dad. I'm a dad. I'm a proud dad of two sons and they're 25 and 23. You have parents and what do they think about all this and what you're doing and how you, how you're balancing out school and, and friends and being a, what do they think about all this? So my parents, you know, at first they didn't really support the idea. My, my parents were like, you know, gaming is not going to make you money. Esports mm-hmm. is not going to make you money. Don't no, 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 no. They're like, go do your computer science degree that you want to do, you know? And I, I, I want a computer science degree. I really do. I want to get a, a bachelor's in, in, in computer science, but I was like, no, this is really what I, I love. This is my passion. I was like, and you know, typical teenager, I'm going to stick it to the man, you know, type thing. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to do this. I don't, I don't care. Many nights of your grades are bad. <laughs> what are you doing? And I was like, no, no, no. I promise one day, one day. Right. And, you know, finally it's, it's, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. My parents are very, very supportive now after they've seen what I've done, what I've accomplished to date and the opportunities that are opening up. So they're very supportive now. And and I thank them for every second that. That is so cool. That is so cool. And I think that's our job as parents is, you know, we have to figure out, we have to try and figure out to lead our kids, hopefully to, to, to pursue their passions. And then sometimes if it's something that's odd, strange, different or whatever, we're going, okay, wait a minute, what is that? And how are you, our first, how are you going to make money with that? How are you going to live with that? You know, but as I stated at the beginning, you know, this is a, what, $159 billion industry that's continuing to grow. And I, just a couple more questions, because I I know you want to get on with your day and I just want to make sure you have some time to, you know, have a chat with some of your friends who are trying to hide in the room there and be quiet. I know they're (laughs) there, but that's all good. As we continue to move through COVID, okay, and we've got now the third vaccine and we're hoping that, uh, you know, the world can become a bit safer place in the next, you know, six, seven, eight months or what have you. What do you see in terms of uh, this sport now having like another re-explosion globally? And how do you plan on being a part of that? And what do you think is going to happen when we can really begin to open up and have events or what have you? How do you see it happening? Yeah. So when we open up, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack a little bit before COVID. Of course, there were LAN events, the local area network events. People would come together, play these competitive events, you know, in person and people would cheer on and watch. Mm-hmm. Now you see during COVID a big shift and a big explosion of esports has happened. You know, in Toronto, they're building a, a dedicated esports stadium that is absolutely huge. Atari is building a hotel, right? You know, where things, is that going in? That's going to be in Las Vegas. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. It looks like it came right out of Cyberpunk 2077, so I'm very hyped for that. 
But yeah, no, I mean, I think when it opens up with all the hype that has is generated, you know, league, you know, topping over a hundred million viewers this uh, this last year, you know, I think definitely once you have these land centers open up, I feel that esports is going to be the next big thing. You know, we had NFL for, you know, 50 years, you know, seven, 50, 70 years. I actually don't know um, how long football has been reigning, but I really think esports is going to be the next thing, you know, start to take over, you know, more people are watching the older generations are watching the younger kids are watching. I really think once, you know, these gaming centers and, and, just things open up. I really feel that esports is going to be integrated just naturally with how people already, you know, have accepted it over COVID. Personally, here at Bear Claw and you know, I myself, you know, working with esports, future I map esports. You guys working with gaming centers. I want to, of course, open up a gaming center in Korea. I'm also working with a lot of other Southeast Asian and Asian countries where I have opportunities to go there. I have opportunities to go to Texas. You know, so there are opportunities for me to to have physical locations, which is awesome. And that's that's really one of our goals at Bear Claw is to get a physical location, yeah. you know, and and start promoting ourselves because we feel that community engagement and you know, like I said in, in my prior podcast earlier today, authenticity, right? Bear Claw really goes for a B2C marketing style. So we really care about what the community has to say back, right? So what we do is we want to create content and we want to create, you know our games and just the way that we are, our, you know, what we look like. We want to create these to be community engaging. And so if, if it means being together in a physical space, I want that to happen, you know, whether it be going out, you know, to these gaming centers, signing autographs, you know, or, or meeting with these fans, I want to smooth, you know, a, a nice smooth integration into the, the physical world that'll ha- be soon to come. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait either. I have to tell you one of my really deepest connections with what, what we've got going on here at Map Sports Network has really been my experience covering the Olympics, Harley. And so I've been to a lot of great cities and been able to spend some time and get you know, dive into these cultures and places. And we were, you were talking about Korea and I went to, uh, to, to do the winter games over there and, it was just amazing going into Seoul and then going up into the mountains where we were, uh, Pyeongchang, where we were doing the games. And mm-hmm. I came back down both times and I spent a little bit of time in, in Seoul and I went to Itaewon. And I remember I asked you about if you were yeah. familiar with Itaewon, but it's just a great area with a lot of energy and nightlife and clubs. I had my son over there with me after the Paralympics and we were walking one night through Itaewon and we heard this music coming out from this like door and we and it was at the top of the thing it said pistol p-i-s-t-i-l and we walked down and it was a club and i mean it was bumping there was a guy down yeah. there dj was just doing his thing and i'm thinking now what a great place to have an esports bar you know oh exactly in a place like that where there's a lot of foot traffic a lot of energy you know just people i just love that kind of stuff well korea had the the first dedicated like they, they have league of legends park which is kind of like you know the olympic park you know mm-hmm. you have People go in, you know, you have the, the teams walk in and, and the march, right? We cheer, they do that at the League of Legends Park in Korea, right? If if there's the LCK, the end of the season for the LCK events. And I know sometimes for Worlds, for League of Legends, they'll host it, you know, in Korea at the League of Legends Park. So I definitely feel, you know, Korea is the lead you know, the, the leading country in esports, right? You know, yeah. every other every other country that you see, it's it's very behind when it comes to esports acceptance, you know, just overall gaming. You know, every corner you have PC bongs, right? Like esports cafes. Every corner okay. you have that, right? You know, they have the the 
Western culture, we'd call, you know, internet cafes or esports cafes, right? Um, but it's very widely accepted in Korea and they'll stay open 24 hours, yeah. you know, and have just gaming PCs. So I feel more so the shift, especially after COVID, you know, to see more of the Western countries and even European countries, you know, accept that and create these esports cafes and, and gaming centers. You know, I think that's going to be absolutely awesome to you know push us forward into to esports and oh esports yeah, Can't and, wait. and I know when you say Korea, we're talking about South Korea in particular, but that's yeah. that's the area. You know, I can't wait too to see when they have some of those major events so, and they have the red carpet deal. I think you and I should be out there on the red carpet with our map esports show and we can interview definitely, people definitely. and talk to people and kind of really fill the american public in on what's really the global audience that we have on oh, what's definitely. happening at this event and, and and really who the players are whatever it could be so much fun the last thing is i cannot wait until you start your own podcast on our network and and what do you think in general you'd like to be talking about and and who's your audience for your podcast you think well for my audience, I really want it to be everyone, but mostly tailored to, you know, parents who have kids in esports or mm. aspiring youth into esports. I definitely think youth empowerment is number one. And that's what we here at Bearclaw stand for is youth empowerment, especially paving that pathway for those those young, you know, aspiring kids to get into esports, you know, a nice path to pro, but a way to inform, you know, the parents, a way to inform the aspiring kids of, yeah, you know what, you can do it. Here's your resources, here's the, you know, the playbook, really. But that's kind of what I want my podcast to be around is just for everyone to learn and engage of what's actually happening, the importance of esports, and really, you know, the future of yeah. what can happen. That's it. What's the website for Bearclaw? Bearclaw, Bearclaw Esports Co. You can just https colon slash slash Bearclaw Esports Co. Got it. Bearclaw, Bearclaw Co. That is awesome. Correct. Yeah. Well, do me a favor. Tell your friends that are hanging out in the room. They've been awesome. And tell them I said, hello. We'll do he Are they Are hello. they still there? Yeah, they're saying hey. hi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, oh, guys. No. <laughs> they're saying listen, hi. Listen, the, a typical 17-year-old, she's got her friends hanging out in the room on, on a yeah. Friday night. And uh, they want to catch up. So I'm going to end this podcast and just say, Harley, you have sent a shot of adrenaline in our organization. And we are so excited to have you as a part of the team. And and we're just looking forward to a lot of fun things to come. All right. Yeah. And I do apologize for, for, you know, I, I sound like crazy and off the wall right now. Cause I'm apologize I'm at, for what? I'm like, like three hours of sleep. The, the way that I'm, I'm listening back at what I'm saying. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm falling asleep while I'm saying these things. You <laughs> so make, you make apologize. so much sense. You make so much sense. You have no idea. It's all good. It is all good. And you're speaking from your perspective and from your life experience. And, and we're just excited to have you and just admire what you're doing so far. So, Again, thanks so much. And I'm sure we'll be thank talking you. again soon. Okay. Definitely. All right. Thank you guys so much. All righty. So uh, Harley Parks, bearclawesports.co.co. Make sure you dial in and check out what she's got going on. This young lady is all over the world, but we are super excited to have her as a part of our team here at Map, e Map Esports Network, Esports Future Eye, all that good stuff. So make sure that you're uh, checking out all of our sites, esportsfutureye.com, Twitter, Facebook, you know, all the, the, the typical places and see what's happening. As always, I want to thank Aaron and Sia and AJ at Innovation Media Enterprises. They are our podcast teammates and they do a tremendous job putting these shows together so that you can enjoy them over and over and over again. And make sure you're sending them to your friends, please. And don't forget to listen to some of our other outstanding podcasts. We have The Future of Marketing in Esports with Rebecca Langawa. She's great, as well as John Davidson and the DLC 
podcast, DLC Drop Podcast. Uh, John is awesome with so much insight and experience. And then, of course, our latest edition is the Esports E-Zine Magazine, a podcast hosted by our Esports Future Eye Editor-in-Chief, Chantel Boucher, who found Harley. And all of us are going to be right here talking esports all the time. You know that. Uh, much more original programming to come across our entire network. So for now, thanks for being with me today. Hope you've been inspired. And as I always say, let's talk again soon on All In With Esports. Take care, everybody. Hey, thanks so much for listening to All In With Esports. Now, don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast channel. And we would love to hear from you about this or any other shows on the Esports Future Eye Network. 